Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis, and I'm joined as always by co-host Ian Kreitzer. Ian, good morning. It's finally cooled off a little bit. Uh, the last few episodes we've talked about melting in your car, which doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, P.S. still doesn't have air conditioning. Um, I've gotten used to it at this point. I think my core temperature is just like... <laughs> you, uh, you just I, rest I, at a steady I, 105. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it probably isn't healthy, but you know, AC whatever. AC is fixed here in the studio. Um, so we're set. We're, we're much more comfortable. Um, yeah, we're, we're good to go. <laughs> so today we're talking about um, common golf trip mistakes that, that we often see. And, I've uh, made a lot of them. And we've made a lot of them. Yeah. And the idea stemmed, I actually assigned this as a piece to Eric Matashevsky, um, one of our writers and, and freelancers here at Lynx, who, who does a ton of really good work for us. And he did a great piece in the July issue of Lynx Digital about the golf trip mistakes that you're likely making. And it kind of sparked our, our thoughts, and, and I know that we kind of chipped in our own, uh, boy, you know, if yeah. only he had seen uh, some of the mistakes we've made. <laughs> Um, but we want to go over those today and kind of talk about ways that you can avoid making those mistakes and also um, you kind of maximize your experience on your next golf trip. They, yeah. there, some are a uh, little more obvious, some are not as obvious, mm -hmm. and um, but I think all are very useful. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that, yeah, there are some that you'll be like, really? Like, I, I mean, I do this. I have no problem with, with doing this. But then you really start thinking about it, and it's, you know. And I'd, if you ever try it the other way around, you realize, oh, this is actually a better way of doing things. Way better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's just jump right in. I, I think this is the most important aspect of any trip um, because no matter how you plan it, this aspect can, can either make or break it get the right group together yeah. and choose the right people. Um, if you go with even, you know, let's say you're, you're an eightsome. If you go with seven guys that are or six guys that are great and then there's just one that doesn't quite fit in the group and a, you can make or bake, break your trip no matter what you do by having the wrong group dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been on trips where it's like, hey, like I've, I've felt, you know, filled in a spot excuse me, um, for, you know, a buddy and then like friends of friends that I didn't really, didn't really know. And some, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, right. and, but yeah. it's, it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. You know? And if you're taking a big trip, like an international trip with, uh, you know, a lot of money involved and once in a lifetime sort of deal. Yeah. It's important that, that you get that group together. For sure. I would say if you are planning a trip with four golfers, so four total, um, it's even more important. Eight, you can kind of break away, and um, eight, I will. We'll get into this because it's actually another mistake that we often see. If you are planning for a large group, it can often be very, very helpful to also have help planning the trip and yeah, booking the trip. Definitely. Um, and then that gets into help with um, transportation. Yeah, and not renting a huge vehicle, and well, we'll get into all those things. But a lot of those choices all stem back to how many people did you choose to go with, and were they the right people? Right. So, so what would be your optimal size? I mean, I know we discussed this a little bit on the previous episodes, but like your optimal size, like say you have, you know, they're all your best friends. 
optimal size as far as traveling for golf? Maybe just maybe just say a Scotland trip. Yeah, so I, I actually think that um, four is about where I cap it. I, yeah. I like traveling as a foursome. Um, it it makes things pretty darn easy. Yeah. Uh, you're able to rent a car and drive yourself and costs are lower. Uh, you can find places to stay much easier than needing to find eight hotel rooms or 12 hotel yeah. rooms in a lot of places that don't even have hotels that large. Or, or two rental houses instead of or one. Or two rental houses. Or one rental house big enough to fit eight people. Yeah, exactly. You know? a, all of a sudden, everything just becomes exponentially harder. And, and that's why when you get into those big groups, it's so much help to, to have like a tour company or yeah. at least an expert who can kind of make some of these choices for you. Right. The upside of the big group is you can split a lot of the costs down to, you know, uh, like having a driver and uh, all that sort of stuff. True. But true, I, true. I think that four is a good number where you can still split that cost and still have to tighten it. Like Yeah. And with four, dynamic. you're generally not even going with a driver. So you're splitting, right. yeah. you know, a a week rental car which plus is gas plus that's... gas which is you know going to be exponentially lower than the cost of uh, of a big bus now that said with it comes kind of more responsibility so you're going to always have to have a designated driver right and um, scotland has a darn near no tolerance policy oh, um, that's with right. alcohol yeah. yeah so good for them yeah you don't just get in the bus and kind of kick back wait and there's there's something nice about that too so right. yeah they, there are positives and negatives but i think that four is about perfect um, we discussed a, a trip i took uh, to scotland on an earlier episode this season and the golfers it was just me and two buddies yeah and we're light nimble you know yeah. it, it's pretty easy um I think as you get into the really big groups, it can be more stressful. I totally agree. Totally agreed. So the kind of segues into the next topic, the over um, overbooking of rounds. Yes. Which we've discussed before, but that's one of the things that can just derail a trip. And we always saw that story about the guy at, at, at King's, King's Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, for those who haven't heard, you know, or haven't heard me tell this story, um, too often when I was caddying over in Scotland, I saw people who were um, kind of went in with this attitude of, I have one week, my whole life, where I can make this trip. We're going to play 14 rounds in seven days, and we're just going to go, 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 and we're going to see the entire country, and it's going to be amazing. Um, and in the end, you're kind of left with really blurred memories. You were running around. You didn't see enough. You know, you didn't stop to kind of see the towns and in the end this guy at Kings Barnes was kind of almost crawling on all fours up and the he, was, 16th he was older an older guy oh, yeah he was kind of crawling on all fours he was so darn tired and he just couldn't swing a club he was exhausted and he walked in and you know he at one of the most spectacular courses you'll ever play yeah. and then Prior to that, you know, when I had been asking him about his trip, like he couldn't remember where they had played, and he was like, "Yeah, it's all just kind of been a blur, you know. It's it, we're just running around like crazy, and th that's not that's not at all the type of trip you want to take." No. no. Um, well, what I would say is, if you are a uh, a group that thinks you can play a bunch of thirty six whole days, so be it. Um, but try and base yourself in one area. Yeah. And you know, play those thirty six whole days without the accompanying travel. So for instance, you know, be based in St. Andrews for three or four days, 
If you want to wake up and play the new course in the morning, do it. Have a long leisurely lunch. Play the Jubilee course in the afternoon. Have a nice dinner. You aren't then like playing in the morning, getting in the car, driving to another course, picking up a quick lunch, playing golf, getting back in your car, driving to a new hotel. You get in the hotel, you crash, you wake up. Yeah, I mean, do it all over again. Yeah, at least just base yourself in one place and yeah. then play those thirty-six whole days. And even somewhere like St. Andrews and Carnoustie um, would be a, a difficult. Like, yeah, they even I mean, that's they're, a they're little close. bit. It's, yeah. yeah, forty-five minutes. But even that, you think, where's okay, you? forty-five minutes there and forty-five minutes back. That's an hour and a half of your day. Yeah, and plus it, golf, plus you want to probably have a golf, pint in plus the a pint. hotel or one of the pubs. Yeah, yeah. It, it can just settle down and slow down, and and that's that actually leads us. We'll just skip ahead one point. Um, stay multiple nights yeah. is, is another point that we have here, and another point that Eric mentioned in his piece. Um, I, I encourage people to do this so strongly, stay at least two nights in a destination. If you're going to Ireland or England or Scotland in the States, if you're going to a, you know, a resort, that's really less of a, less of a concern. Um, but thinking about destinations where you could be traveling from course to course, stay at least two nights in, in places. If you're doing the one night dine and dash deal, you, it will be so blurry and you won't remember a thing and you won't get to know anywhere. And you might've done it before and you're thinking to yourself right now, well, well, we had a pretty darn good time. Well, you, you haven't seen the other side you of the You can almost fence. guarantee you'll have a better experience exactly. a, as a whole. Um, exactly. You haven't seen the other side of the deal and right. it's, um, it, it's worth it. It's absolutely. absolutely worth and I think it. especially overseas in the UK, um, it's so important to take in. I mentioned this before on a previous episode, previous season, but so important to take in the town and the atmosphere of you know wherever you you choose to stay. And you can't do that if you're coming in and that or that morning or the night before late, yep. uh, checking in, waking up, playing, and then checking out right after, and then you know maybe you have a quick bite and then you're and out running. to the next place. Yep. Like imagine doing that in like a town like North Barrick or something, and yeah. you, just, you just totally miss out. Enormous missed opportunities. Yeah, that's so, so true. Well, let's jump back one in our notes. Yep. And um, in fact, I'm even going to take a break now for our sponsor, and then we'll get into this next point. Perfect. So we'll get back in after a word from our season sponsor. So the next point is planning for jet lag, and of course this this. Doesn't apply in every golf trip, and you know we're kind of tilted a little bit toward UK trips here because I imagine if you're from, you know, Washington D.C. and you decide to fly to Streamsong, you know, a lot of these aren't going to apply to you. And it's like, yeah, like you'll have a little bit of a no, you won't have any jet lag. <laughs> no, zero. And if you go out to Bandon, you know, you're based in one place, play all the golf you want to play. Yeah. Jet lag is not as much of a concern. So we're really thinking international here. Right. Um, but again, you you guys are seeing the theme here. Take some time to settle down, slow down, relax. Yeah. Um, people who, I mean, on our recent trip, we arrived, drove up to in Edinburgh Airport, drove up to St. Andrews, and had nothing booked that day. Had a really long leisurely lunch and said, "Hey, it's a beautiful afternoon. Let's go walk 18." Right. That's fine. I I what I fear for people is where the the 
you know, a driver or uh, they get their rental car from the airport and they drive right to the course. Right to the first they, two. They, they yeah. go crazy and just play, play, play. And then what happens is two or three days in, you kind of you hit a, you stop hit a wall. and you hit a wall and you think, where did we even play that first day? Right. And and I've been there before. I've done that. And I, I know how bad it is. My one trip to Ireland, I kind of ruined it. Now, given I was coming over from Scotland, so it wasn't a jet lag issue. But um, I kind of ruined because I don't remember those courses very well at all. Right. And it was because we arrived immediately, just like ran as fast as we could to the first course, played golf, didn't stay in the same place more than one night. And then I, I look back on it now, and like I remember maybe one of the courses. And, and, and you played like an absurd amount. Of but golf we played too, a ton you? of golf, and yeah. I, I regret it. I, it. It is not at all how I would, how I would do it if, if I was to do it again. And yeah, they, that was years ago, and I've not repeated that mistake. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Kind of a funny a funny aside um, from that. Uh, talking about jet lag, my parents. Um, my like I mentioned before, my dad has done a lot of work uh, in the UK. One of his best friends lives over there outside of London. And um, so when we went over to visit the, for the first time, we were little kids, you know, we, we get to London, we arrive at, at Heathrow midday, we get to our place that we're staying and they're like, all right, time for a nap. And we're like, what? Like, it's <laughs> like, we're little kids. We're like, it's London. Like we want to go out and explore and like, no, just trust us. Like um, this is, this is good for your, for your benefit. And it was to offset the, the jet lag yep. of that yep. we, that they knew that we were going to hit, but we hadn't experienced that yet. Yeah. So there, it's like daytime in, in London, <laughs> this new place, and we're like, no, like, super excited. Time to take a nap. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's important. It's yeah. I, I would say plan for it and yeah. don't let it ruin your trip. You're going to be excited to be there. Take some time. J- just relax. Slow down. Absolutely. Okay. Next point. We're kind of moving away now from time focused things. Right. Um, don't focus too much on rankings and reviews. This is huge. <laughs> this is enormous. And this has to do with any golf destination anywhere in the world. Absolutely. So admittedly, it is easy and convenient to choose your next golf destination based on looking at you know top resort ranking lists or yeah. top 100 lists. The problem there being you'll often end up paying significantly more uh, for the sort of experience that you could have had elsewhere. So it, we aren't necessarily talking to um, the, the the people who've done a bunch of travel and are trying to kind of see different areas. I'm more thinking about, let's say, Ralph Loomis. I met my dad. Plays golf uh, a few times a year. Not a big traveler. Um, I can't remember the last time he took a golf trip. But I would highly discourage him from just going to a top 100 list and being like pebble beach pebble beach it is let's go now pebble beach is one of the most spectacular courses in the world yeah and a very special place to go um but i would highly encourage my dad to to look you know at the the full spectrum of things and not just rely simply on on the rankings or reviews i, I think um too often that happens, and a lot of people end up going to really, really busy, really, really expensive places. Yeah, when just to check a box in a list. Yeah, and, and their games and what they enjoy might not be best served by, by those places. Yeah, and then they, then they walk away disappointed after they spend all this money. Yeah, and they walk away disappointed, yeah. and, um, you know, it's, it's just... 
there are some really stellar places out there, uh, and we'll talk about some uh, in a future episode we do on underrated golf destinations. Yes, yeah. Um, but some really stellar places out there that you can go and enjoy it just as much and yeah. kind of slow down. Yeah, you know, we did uh, our Myrtle Beach episode yeah. where we talked about uh, how Myrtle Beach can kind of be whatever you want it to be, a high-end golf trip, uh, a value-based golf trip. Um, and for the people who kind of look on the ratings list and say, hey, I don't see you know Myrtle Beach here in, in the top yeah. 50, you're, you'd be bypassing some pretty special golf destinations. Prior to hitting the record button, we were talking about how much we want to go back and play True Blue. Yeah. After playing Caledonia, uh, we want to go back and play Mike Strance's course in, in Myrtle Beach called True Blue. Yeah. And if you were to just purely go off kind of top 100 best resort, you know, best uh, courses in the U.S., like, I, I don't think it'd be on there. I'm not sure it'd be on there, yeah. And the other thing, too, is that, um, and this is not, there's, for the ranking system for various other publications, or we, we, we're not really in the in the business of, of ranking, of having official, you know, best top 100 rankings. We tried it, and it was, um, it, it went okay, but it was, uh, that was years ago. Um, but they're all, it's a tough thing to do. It's a, it's a tough, uh, and the, so the rankings, like they're kind of a necessary evil. Almost. Yeah. They, there's a lot of bias in there as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where they do have utility, um, but don't let that be the only source for deciding your next golf trip. Right. right. That's how I would put it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, with that. I would say um, let's jump back to kind of bigger trips, okay. uh, not just going to kind of, you know, like Pinehurst area. We live in the Carolinas, so they, that in my mind would be kind of a smaller trip. Yeah. But this applies to everything. Avoid overorganization and the, a little side note, too much input. And yeah. this goes back as well to getting the, the correct group together for a trip. For sure. Um, I think that the benevolent dictator model is the best for a golf trip where there is kind of a single guy or girl who says, okay, I'm planning this trip. I would like to invite you to come <laughs> and, you know, I'll seek your input. However, at the end the of the day, saying. like I'm booking the trip yeah. and, and you're welcome to come or you're welcome to not come trust me like that's yeah the, i think that's the other thing the benevolent dictator needs to have the trust of you know whoever exactly. like if we were going to scotland i'd say Graylin, like let's i'm gonna have you plan this i'm just gonna be along for the ride i trust your input on scotland so thank you we, like we'll just, and, and we'll as a dictator if you disobeyed i would have you <laughs> kicked off the trip <laughs> no i expect no. nothing less he's a he's a bad bad person <laughs> Yeah. So he's he's holding me hostage right now in this. Yeah. <laughs> help me. No. I uh, anyone's out there is listening. <laughs> help me. I no, I, totally I, I do think that um, having kind of rule by committee leads to a golf trip that makes nobody happy. Yeah. And a lot of people kind of unhappy so yeah. you know I, I, and a lot of indecision out there as well a lot of indecision like, oh, fine, like and then, compromise and yeah which is fine for in some regards but i think that yeah i i just it, it, for yeah. instance i on my latest golf trip over to scotland uh this is just very fresh in my mind um 
I was the benevolent dictator and kind of planned everything out. And, you know, we had one day where we were driving from St. Andrews down to Muirfield right. and back. Now, that, that's a long drive. That's yeah. like an hour 45 each way. And yeah. you're playing 36 holes. And um, one of the guys on the trip uh, wrote and said, hey, I want to play North Berwick the day after we play Muirfield, mm-hmm. meaning driving from St. Andrews down to Muirfield and back to St. Andrews, and then waking up the very next morning and, and driving the same back thing. to Muirfield again, basically. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just kind of gave him the, like, hey, I get that you want to play North Berwick. It's a stellar place, but... We just can't. Th- that's, that's not how we're going to do it. That's not going to be enjoyable at all. And, you know, after I explained my thinking to him about, you know, two four-hour car ride days in a row, he was like, oh, cool, cool, I I get it. But if you take on all that input and you try and make everybody happy, you end up with a trip where nobody's happy. Yeah, absolutely. So just uh, keep that in mind. And um, And, and you want to have leeway, too, to, you know, have a... If, you, if you're like, okay, we're playing here and here this day, we're having lunch at the clubhouse here, we're having dinner here, I've already got it booked, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, yeah. you don't, it's all too rigid, and you think it's like, oh, well, you know, you're strolling through St. Andrews, like, oh, this this public's cool, like, let's just eat here. Yeah, nope, we have a reservation. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> leave some leave some uh, Breathing flexibility room. for um, for stuff like that. Maybe have, like, if you have your favorite restaurant in the world in this town that you're going to, make reservations one night, and yep. you're like, this is the benevolent dictator thing. Like they'll, you know, it's like, hey, like I vouch for this place. This is awesome. But other than that, we're gonna go find, you know, a, a good spot. Right, and it's the same same way with golf too. If you like, you were mentioning earlier when you show up uh, your first day at that same, you didn't plan for golf that day, but you're like, oh, we have the free afternoon. Like we feel fine. Let's let's go play golf. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're gonna go to the last point now and I, it, this is one that was not on uh, Eric's piece um, but but I, I think that we can uh, make a good point of it because it's a mistake that, that I see all the time and a mistake I saw last night via an email I got uh, to my website where I help people uh, with their Scottish golf trips so a guy wrote and said hey Graylin I um, want to take a trip in a few months time yeah this was for september of this year yeah um i want to take a trip over there bring friends i want to play muirfield troon carnoustie and the old course so you know like you just ticked off kind of all the big open rota courses yeah. and he's trying to plan this kind of three to four months in advance uh really three months in advance yeah and two points one if you're planning not in advance at all, if you're planning too late, um, you're going to have a bad trip because you don't have the the options available to you. So they, right. they, that's one point. Plan well in advance. Um, and that goes for everywhere, uh, even resorts. Like yeah, if, you, if you want the a room type or if you want you know the best tea times, plan in advance. The second one is if you're planning a trip overseas, take a lot of time to go uh, either speak to your tour operator about this or go on a club's website and look up what is often referred to as busy dates or their competition dates. Right. And look up, is the club having a tournament or having an event on the dates that we want to go over there? Right. It's just, uh, it's, it's an area where I've seen too many people come over to Scotland 
and try and play, for instance, the old course where you didn't book a tee time in advance. You're planning to do the old course ballot. And they end up doing something like arriving, realizing that the Royal and Ancient Golf Club is having an event. The course is completely closed. And you're, you're not going to mess you with You never had a chance. Yeah. You, you know, you, you never had a chance. There's no visitor play at all. Yeah. And they're over there kind of head in their hands. I actually saw a couple from Texas where, like, the wife was crying by the starter because they had come from Texas. They thought, mm. why in the world would the old course be closed for two weeks in September? And then you realize not only is it closed for two weeks in September, but then you have the Dunhill Lynx Championship. Yeah. You know, a, a big European tour event where you have uh, play at Carnoustie, Kings Barnes, and the old course. So it's closed. All three of those courses are closed for that event. Yeah. And people show up in town and, and don't realize it. The other thing is think outside the box and think of other events that could be happening in that town. And if you see big spikes in the cost of accommodation in places, something's probably happening. Something's happening. Yeah. So, you know, yes, the courses might be open in St. Andrews during the week of graduation from the University of St. Andrews. But it's going to be But packed. you're going to have 3,000 parents there, you know, staying in every B&B, every hotel, and going to every restaurant. Too. Many will be playing golf, and you're competing with all yeah. of that, and you're paying a premium. Um, so check the dates. Do your best. I mean, they, you know, you won't always be able to anticipate everything, but think about that. And if you don't feel like thinking about that, then work with a tour operator who you know is aware of those things and who yeah. you trust. Um, so with that, that's my last point. I, I didn't know if you wanted to add. No, I had another, another point on, on that, um, yeah. on just that one uh, specific trip too. So the four courses mentioned, the old course, Carnoustie, Muirfield, and Troon. Yes. Um, so we mentioned earlier the old course is, is close to uh, Carnoustie, 45 minutes. You know, it's an easy, easy-ish trip not yeah. ideal but you know it's not in town but it's 45 minutes and then it's two hours from the old course to Muirfield or an hour and 45 ish yeah yep. and then Truins all the way on the other side of it's of on the other coast, coast. yeah so like so if you're gonna if you want to plan you know if you have a bucket list of like all right I want these four courses just allow for no you're going to be traveling you know from Troon to St. Andrews if you want to base yourself there and plan yeah. for that you know that'll be i'm not sure if it'd be a day of travel or a half day or yeah. or, or whatever but build it in yeah and, and i i would say even it's not undoable it's just try and leave a travel day in there don't leave in the morning kind of rushing because you have a noon tea time in st andrews take your time slow down soak it all in you're playing some of the best courses in the world yeah J just relax yeah and, and i would say that even you know, uh, earlier, I guess, season, what, three, Ian, or two, yeah. two, I believe, we were in uh, Banded Dunes. Yeah. And we left two full travel days on, on either side where yeah. we knew, okay, you know, we aren't going to be having a flight delay, having to panic, call Banded Dunes and cancel tea times and, lose, right. you know, end up losing deposits or anything like that. You think, uh-uh. The travel days are going to be hectic. If we get there and we have time to play, maybe Great. let's play. But we're going to just leave the travel days as travel days. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very smart, very smart thing to do. And we had mentioned earlier in an episode, um, if you are going to, and this might not be applicable for everybody, if you're doing a once in a lifetime trip and you want to hit all those, then great. 
but uh, especially in Scotland, stick to a particular region um, yeah. if you can. So like uh, we mentioned St. Andrews, all that's in the, that area. But like if you if you're going to Troon, uh, that side, that coast, like you have Preston. Stay Wake, over there. You have, yeah. yeah. Like you have a bunch of courses that are, you know, yep. that are worth playing. So that's kind of my, my last point on, on that. Don't dine that and in. dash. Don't <laughs> dine and dash. Yeah. Well, perfect. I, Ian, I hope that's been helpful for listeners. Um, I And I actually kind of hope that some of you right now are thinking, I've had great trips and I've done some of these things. Trust us, though. Next time, you know, tweak things around a little bit, make a couple different choices, and I, I, I hope, I promise that you'll enjoy it more. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. So with that, we'll wrap this one up. If you want to find more content from us, linksmagazine.com is the best place. From there, you can sign up for the print magazine. You can sign up for a digital magazine or our emails. If you have topic ideas for future uh, episodes, reach out to us at links, uh, excuse me, letters at linksmagazine.com or we are at Links Magazine everywhere on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So with that, we'll sign off and be back next week for another uh, topic all about golf travel. Sounds good.